We got an email via the form submission on our website just a couple of days ago, and I did want to read this. This is from Cordell at Meat Data on Twitter. <laughs> the subject is okay. Cars 2 on Acid. Oh. Our grim findings. And the message reads as follows. Hello, Alice, Abby, and Devon. Love you and your works all. I wanted to share with fellow travelers that I was last night in a party of four who took a courageous 250 microgram dose of LSD before watching Cars 2. As a contrast, we've previously seen the color out of space on acid, and that comes by its horror honestly. Creates dread without threat and is not spiritually insidious. <laughs> Cars 2 was full of genuine horrors that were relentlessly and heartlessly light with, and it did not examine. <laughs> its characters and predicaments are all the devisings of an abject gaze. Our eyes scrutinized the whole of that intricate work. It's audaciously fucked and evil. Debasing, dishonoring to the soul, a vividly alluring, brutal world of grotesquerie. Children got to see this. <laughs> You otherwise had a delightful night, including Paddington 2, food, and some nice wildlife encounters. So we're radicalized, but not totally hollowed out. Thanks again. Using drugs or steroids? James Bond, the podcast where we talk about horse steroids and watching Cars 2 uh, doing a large amount of psychoactive drugs. I am Alice Caldwell-Kelly. Joining me, Devon, Abigail oh. Thorne, and special guest, Hello. TV's Nate Bethay. Hello. Oh. Thank you for having me. It's our pleasure. You only like, produce... All the episodes of our podcast <laughs> and our true. friends with us. Nate came down and knocked on the door and now he's like sitting at the back of the podcast with a clipboard to make sure that we're doing it right. Yeah, just don't don't <laughs> you're our podcast offstead inspector. Just don't 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 pay any notice. You're just here to make sure we're... Do try to use the sample about a man comes 007. <laughs> man comes. Man comes. <laughs> Fuck, you're gonna have to make me like scroll <laughs> all the way. Any cost. Any. Must die. No, that's the one above it. A man comes. There, <laughs> there we go. go. There Perfect. There he is. But we watched A View to a Kill, the last Roger Moore movie. Mm. Uh, we sure did. Because unlike that old bastard Connery, Moore doesn't come back. He's like, you know what? I'm done. I'm out. I'm stopping it. Yeah. He pulls the plug after, and then he did die, after so. this one. Um, and so this is like the, la the last row of, of Bond that like mid-80s Bond, no less. Mm. Um, mm. And we begin in Russia, question mark? Because mm -hmm. Roger Moore, I, I think mm. there's something in his contract to say that he got paid by the skiing scene. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Each one of these, he has a different ridiculous skiing outfit, and this one is like an extremely broad, fur-collared white ensemble. It's amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's yeah. Genuinely, the Bond series, especially the Roger Moore ones, is just a series of movies primarily about skiing. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it's like a winter like more boats earlier on, but now it's all ski. We open yeah. on a on a visage of skiing communistically, like just running around Soviet soldiers <laughs> skiing in like a really like henchmany way, sort of like if you yeah. were watching Captain Planet, like what the what the monster who wants to destroy the environment's guys would be doing. They'd just be running around really busily, but these guys they are have skiing. An adorable <laughs> communist little snowmobile. I was to say communist snowmobile. I, the, my my notes do. were where to cop. Right? It's this darling little, like, bright orange snowmobile with a big red uh, star on it. And it was like, ah, communism. Um, but as we see Bond, he has, I guess, invented a new nonce detector. Because he is, <laughs> he is holding a little beeping gadget. We're not sure if it's meant to be like a Geiger counter or some kind of tracker or whatever. But he, he traces something using this, this gadget's beeps to... Another dead double O agent who has been buried under the ice. Uh, Sadly, this time he's not dressed as a clown. No. I mean, all double O agents are clowns, but this one is, is dressed like mm -hmm. James Bond is. Um, and he takes out a little locket that the guy had, in which he had a little picture of his family, tosses the picture of his family, which I quite like, and there's a little microchip in there, which is the reason why he is there. Um, but of course, he, he does, you know, get noticed immediately and then shot at by the entire Soviet army. Yes, um, this is correct. It's a pretty good ski chase. It, is, it yeah. is. It It's like, I mean, my notes here basically say it's great when there's somebody who is not Roger Moore doing the stunts. Everybody else, <laughs> oh, yeah. they're, really having, they're really having to film around Roger Moore here. Uh, he's, not, he's not looking good, is the thing. One of his skis gets broken, so he skis on one leg, and then at one point it seems he transitions to some other object to ski on that I just wrote nonce snowboard in my notes. <laughs> yeah, what, uh, what, it was, yeah, so there's a jarring clash of tones yeah. where he steals a yeah. snowmobile that is then blown up, but he then steals part of the wreckage of the snowmobile and like snowboards yes, and on it. Sounds. And Dev and I, we watch this together. Yeah. Um, we we cheered <laughs> when he did yeah, this. Yeah, my notes just say hell they yeah. Playing the beach boys. Yeah. This, is, yeah. this is unaltered. The exact sequence. It's very loud, so I do apologize for that. But this is the exact sequence of of sound effects that you hear when he takes the snowboard off of the thing, hits a couple of guys with it, and snowboards away. <laughs> Absolutely unintelligible. Do, do not adjust your James Bond film. This is this is an intentional. Now the thing is, I I laughed, I laughed, and I cheered when this happened. And it would have been great to go from that into the title sequence, but they do Beach Boys for about thirty seconds, and then kajunk, the movie changes gears, and we go back to like the like stuff being blown up, and it's like danger yeah. scene again. It's it's really really odd. It's it's fucking classic. I mean, it's so, my my thesis for this whole movie is that this is a Bond film where he continually just starts showing up in different movies. Yeah, pretty like, much. He just keeps going through <laughs> other things that were being filmed at the time. I guess so. Like this is just this is an mm. early incarnation of that. It's just a very brief surf movie moment, but he. Mm. Yeah. And then he goes back to things being like genuine peril. Yeah, he 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 shoots down a helicopter with a flare, and then yeah. uh, as as he's like being closed in on all sides, a little hatch opens up on an iceberg, and it has a Union yeah, it Jack on the underside of the hatch. <laughs> and I repeated <laughs> my oh you daft old bastard moment. It's just, <laughs> it's just like oh okay really cool yeah fine. 
Uh, it's a little submarine. It's a little submarine. It's got a sexy lady in it because, of course, it does. Goes in there. There's a sexy lady. He he does some sort of various things Ooh. and then fucking obliterates the pussy clock record. <laughs> yep. Previous record from Moonraker was 155. This time, my man Roger Moore, 58 years yep. old, seals the deal in 52 seconds. She, Less than This woman one is not minute. a character. She's, she is here to be like, oh, I have completed my task. Sex reward, please. And yeah, no, great. It... it we don't see her again. We don't know who she no, is. No, but Bond has fully named. done that like Danish submarine murder shit on her. Um, oh yeah. No, very, very, just, very true. It's a sleeper joke. Google it. Um, so, and then we go straight to Duran Duran. Very true. Yes. So I love this song. Uh, my wife and I were listening to it the other day, and and she made the point that if it weren't for the sample sort of sounding classic James Bond noises, you know, horn noises, stabs or whatever. Mm. It's just a Duran Duran song. It has no bearing on any other of the James Bond sort of sound canon, if you will. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen the music video, but it recreates some of the scenes of the film Except that a very low budget green screen with the the the, the band members Duran Duran when it was a five piece band being chased around by what you might describe as a primitive UAV, which is just a VHS camcorder flying around following them. And Hell yes, uh, it's so it's so fucking good and just so uh, in, of its time in a way. Um, when they were like the biggest band in the world, I mean, or at least they're certainly the biggest band in England at the time. And so. Um, it's very funny that, you know, and sort of to make James Bond relevant, and we'll get into this later, you know, as we discuss the plot, it feels like they decided to make, what if Duran Duran wrote a song for what if James Bond did Police Academy slash the Blues Brothers? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, yeah. And, and that <laughs> I think is very telling of the time in which it was made. The song is, is a little bit more James Bond related than some of the previous ones. Like at least this says of you to a kill more than once. And as part of the chorus, like the spy who loved me mm. is a throwaway line. This is the least the lyrics have had to do with James Bond for a while, uh, which is, I, I think it's a good thing given that the brief that like Shirley Bassey got was basically, you have to say Goldfinger and that he loves gold as many times as possible. She fucking did that, though. Yeah, yeah, that is one thing you, you, he loves you received that information from the song Goldfinger. She also did a great job with the title sequence of Cats and Dogs 2, but that's behind the paywall, listeners. <laughs> yeah, this is why you should pay us, to find out about Cats and Dogs 2. Yeah, which we'll be playing in, in its entirety mm-hmm. in that episode. Yeah, so, alright, f- first first scene, Bond uh, goes to... This is this this is the exact moment I found out that Grace Jones was in this movie was really? when her name appeared in that title sequence and I was like holy shit yes. let's go yes for for reasons I will get into later I I will argue this is the most lesbian Bond movie um but Bond Bond goes into the office and uh Money Penny like is wearing a weird like um sort of like formal dress she's like mm, mm. that's appropriate for the office mm. um. But the reason why is because they're going on like a works outing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they are. Mm. They're going to the Royal Ascot. They're all dressed yeah. in morning dress. Q is there in dressed in like uh, the sort of like the grey trousers and the frock coat and everything. And they they just like the office is going out to watch the races. And I just I found this nice. so, so charming. Yeah, it's like it's duffed and like he tries to flirt a bit mm. with Money Penny. 
And by this point, like Roger Moore is now so old, you get the sense that he doesn't like wouldn't even know what to do. So the effect is a bit like Kenneth Williams. Uh, it's like mm, you, you got to realize for me, not knowing the gradations of formal dress because I'm not from this country. They're all in suits, and then mm-hmm. after they have the exchange where he talks about the microchip, he says, "Oh, 007, you have 35 minutes to get properly dressed." And I'm sure, like, but he's in a suit. What the fuck do you mean? And no, then the no, next scene is them in like top hats yeah. and shit. I'm just like, yeah, does this exist? Is this real? Is England a real yeah. country? Yes, oh, yes, it is. So there's there is a level above black tie in the UK called morning dress, which is for weddings yeah. and uh, royal ascot. Between that and white, another um, yeah, it's, it features a whole bunch of extra things that no one's ever heard of before outside of nonsense circles like cummerbunds. Fucking yeah, uh, tailcoat. These are all words that we either encounter when we're forced to read Charles Dickens in school, or like when we're making fun of something that sounds British. Mm-hmm. That's like a cummerbund is the kind of word we would use. So I'm yeah, it was imagine. Yeah, no, no, this, this yeah. is a real thing. Um, I've been to weddings with morning dress before. So, so the the, um, the actual like briefing scene is is mercifully short. Uh, Hugh has a little robot dog. He has a Sony yeah. Ibo. He's uh, invented K9 from Doctor Who. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you get he, a very perf- oh, go on, you first. he also has a microchip comparator to compare microchips. He does which indeed. Does. <laughs> mm-hmm. Compare the microchip.com. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you use the identograph? And so he puts the, the microchip that Bond recovered into the microchip comparator to, to show that it's the same as another microchip. Uh, which is resistant to EMP. You get a beautiful moment where it's the classic, so 007, what's the deal with this movie? 007, explain the plot of Goldeneye to us. And so, and so, so Bond is like, yeah, no, if, if they set off a, a, like a nuke in space, it would fry every, every electronic piece of equipment with a circuit in it, and that's why they developed, a British company developed this Thing. You know, he, for some reason, he says like his example of the thing that would be destroyed in an EMP is a modern toaster. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Imagine a world. Oh no, there's been a nuclear attack. Now I can't get toast. <laughs> Imagine a world. In no order toasters. To, in order to secure our modern toasters against nuclear attacks. This came out two years after Threads. Yeah. <laughs> This is the biggest threat against breakfast. <laughs> In order to protect our toasters, a British company has developed an EMP-proof circuit, so you can get some toast while you're dying of radiation poisoning. Uh, Absolutely. However, that company was sold to another company, an Anglo-French corporation called Zorin Industries. Uh, mm. And since then, it has been stolen, and that's how the Russians came by it. And so the the, the plot once again is 007, This company named after a man. We suspect it's evil. Go and talk to that man. <laughs> oh my god, you're right. It's just it's Moonraker. Yeah, it's Moonraker. It's Moonraker. Um, Which so- requires him to go to a chalet and to propose as someone who is looking to buy a racehorse. Yes. Hell yeah. Maybe even the same chalet. But do do you catch what they say about Zorin? Because um, because Bond says, well, it could be Zorin. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, no, I wrote this down. Th- this guy, you know, he he used to be from East Germany. Um, and then the minister for defense says, oh no, uh, Zorin is beyond reproach. He is a quote staunch anti-communist with influential friends That's and right. government. 
That's how you know he's good is because he hates communists. Right. That That's moment is when I knew that he was going to be revealed to be a communist. <laughs> he's, he's, been, he's been vouched mm. for by our friend, Mr. Philby, who says he's very reliable. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Q, M, Money, Penny, and Bond all go to the races together. They go to Royal Ascot together. It's quite nice. It's, it's quite nice. Mm. Uh, 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 like We see Zorin's horse come from nowhere in the last furlong to win. Um, yeah, his horse is called Pegasus, which is the flat-out most unrealistic thing in a Bond film so far. Yeah, <laughs> is being able to get that name for a fucking racehorse. <laughs> What's also really funny to me at this point is, um, like Bond and M's surveillance technique is like, as you would imagine, British <laughs> spying is to stand at, at wearing morning dress in the like members enclosure at Royal Ascot and turn 180 <laughs> degrees with binoculars <laughs> and turn those binoculars on Max Zorin, uh, who is a surprisingly young, twink-looking uh, uh, mm-hmm. Walken. It's Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken with bleach blonde hair yeah. looking young as hell. And good. Weird, quite yeah. good in this. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. Oh, honestly. He's, uh, yeah. He's also with him is Grace Jones, maybe his <laughs> girlfriend, <laughs> question mark. And the, mo- the other unrealistic thing about this scene is you have Grace Jones standing in a crowd and none of them are looking at Grace Jones. Everybody is just like, oh, huh, that's happened. boring. You know, not, not, not interested in what's going on here. Um, and so uh, M sort of briefs Bond on Zoran. He's like, you know, he, he came from East Germany in the 60s. He speaks five languages with no dun, accent. Dun, dun. Uh, he's like a the renowned... second East German defector who's shown to be a KGB yes. guy in this fucking Bastion, series of movies. Captain the, of industry. The first was... What was his name from... Um... Kriegler. Kriegler, that's oh, the one. Yeah, yeah. Kriegler. Mm. So... Of course. Bit of ideology. Yeah. Speaking of ideology, <laughs> we're not sure if this guy's evil or not. But <laughs> the way we kind of like discern is we kind of think maybe he's been defiling the sanctity of Royal Ascot <laughs> by yeah, cheating <gasps> at racing horses. At this point, I was like, microchips? Where's the mi- where are No, the no, this is a horse-based gone. plot from now on. 007. <laughs> the most evil the British crime of all. <laughs> the the worst seven, thing we can horse. imagine happening. A horse. <laughs> and that's it, that's the end of a sentence. Yeah, um, a horse has been tampered with at the Royal Ascot, which is a crime above capital punishment. I mean, that is the kind of thing that oh, you would you got license for that horse? to investigate in real oh, life. Oh, 100%. So they're like, well, we don't know if he's mm-hmm, evil yeah. or not. We do know a French pervert you can have a chat with. <laughs> yeah. they, keep, they keep changing oh the name of this character because it's like badly dubbed. Uh, and what they end aubergine. up is setting, settling on calling him is a Hugh Aubergine. Yes. <laughs> Fucking Aubergine. Fantastic. Detective Aubergine of the Sauté. Yes. How, how do we set up that we're in France Devonous name. really quickly? Where's in France? Oh, baby. It's one it's, of the major things that's in France. Well, one of the things is the Eiffel Tower. Racism? <laughs> oh, yeah, I was, that was my second guess. <laughs> yeah. You have to imagine that even in like the 80s, the restaurant in the Eiffel Tower was some tourist trap shit. And <sighs> yet, Bond is like, yeah, and I'll just take him to the most luxurious place. I'll meet this guy in the most luxurious place in Paris, the Eiffel Tower. Um, no. <laughs> Mm. Yes, and there's a there's a weird cabaret show with butterflies that are being operated yeah. by somebody with a fishing pole. 
Um, and then, uh, but shocker, uh, the masked person operating the fishing pool butterflies gets punched out by another masked person, uh, Grace Jones in in ninja costume slash burka, yep, however you want to fit. interpret it, uh, who takes over the fishing line to deliver a fatal poison dose to the French pervert right after he's yeah. given Bond the crucial information uh, and uh, thus uh, precipitating a chase on the... The perfect, the perfect assassination weapon. Yeah, absolutely. A, a yeah. butterfly on a fishing line that's Excellent got a little book on it. Excellent work, 47. Now make your way to an exit. And so she climbs up the Eiffel Tower, pursued by Bond, um, and... She she pulls what was I guess his trick on him because she just parachutes off the Eiffel Tower. Uh, yeah, she base jumps off it, which I think you can do. Yeah, but it's isn't like the Eiffel Tower like just about the minimum height that no, you they, can base jump. They actually jump from. did it for this, and Something. the thing is, they had they they wanted to do two uh, shoots, so two jumps, so that they got all of the footage they mm-hmm. needed, and the first one came off so well that they got everything they needed from it. And a couple of their stuntmen, who did not get to jump, were so pissed at being excluded that they illegally jumped from the Eiffel Tower and got (gasps) fired. Because the, uh, the, like, the, the, the legal costs from this totally outweighed the tax benefits from, like, filming it in France. (laughs) Dude's rock. Let's say it. Ah, les hommes. (laughs) Les (laughs) rocks. So Bond, Bond like uh, jumps on an elevator and rides that elevator to the street, and then throws a guy yeah, out does. of his taxi in order to give chase. And this guy, uh, uh, well, sort of. He he mm. runs up to a taxi and he goes like, "Follow that parachute." And the guy who is a French man essentially goes the equivalent of, "I'm on fucking break." <laughs> just so he just great. tosses him straight out. So the he car. throws him yeah. out the car, knocks him into some some souvenir vendors, seals yeah, the car, friend. and then the guy can basically runs after him on foot, oh, watching I, him I smash the things, drop. saying, yes. "Oh my car!" like five times. Oh, okay. oh my god! <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, oh, my notes say, "Where is JW Pepper?" <laughs> Why was he not in the back of that taxi being like, oh, I'm on holiday in France? Oh, Macau. Yeah. So, and he, he really does say this like way too long. Oh, they he... hold that for a while. I only clip part of it. He uh, says it numerous times. It. And then Bond, as he's chasing the parachute, is crashing through traffic, going the wrong way, you know, in and around mm-hmm. uh, the Eiffel Tower and that part of Paris. Um, he decapitates the car, uh, yep. hitting some kind of barrier. He gets hit by things that split the car in half by the end. He is driving half of a car where he's practically sitting on the street driving just with the front wheels. My notes say, is this a metaphor for impotence? Uh, (laughs) And uh, he is able to crash off a bridge to jump onto the same barge boat pleasure craft that uh, Mayday has gotten onto. She's landed on, whereas she has landed... He comes through the the glass ceiling of this boat, lands in a wedding cake, and the way that they have filmed this, I have a still, which I posted in the group chat, of whatever they... Whatever bond-shaped object they flung down onto this wedding. Cake. Oh, it's fully just a fucking model easily. Yeah. It's also really yeah. funny because then he gets detained by French chefs with cleavers. Like I don't know if you caught that, but they like detain him to arrest him. And like, oh, yeah, they're all holding they're holding various sharp kitchen in- implements, uh, and then he has to get bailed out from the gendarme basically. 
Yeah. Sort of goes back to that line from Man with the Golden Gun where M's listing the people that would want to have Bond killed <laughs> and he mentions yeah, chefs. Here they are. <laughs> so, so Grace Jones escapes and we see her and Zoran in the speedboat together making good their escape. Uh, th- these two just love each other's company, which is just fantastic oh, to see. vibe and it's good. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I genuinely, I, I'll come back to this, but I think the vibe that Zoran and May they have is... Uh, when a European couple on vacation ask if you want to swing, and you're like, "Shit, maybe." Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they so, won't even have the time to finish the second word in a sentence. <laughs> so M bails Bond out of France jail, uh, and yes, we, we also see. I guess we had met him earlier, but this is not really important. Then we also see Patrick McNee, uh, who is like MI6's horse agent. Yep. His name Especially is Godfrey Tibbet. 009, Godfrey Tibbet. He puts in a solid application for the Goodnight Cross in this movie. He really does. He really does. Mm. He's like, I think I can get Bond into Zoran's chateau, last occupied by a guy named Hugo Drax, but that's not important. Um, he's holding like a, 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 a horse stud event, like an auction. Uh, and we can yeah. get Bond in under false pretenses. And the other thing is that Sir Godfrey is much posher than Bond. And so the the joke that you expect is like, oh, Bond's going to be his chauffeur, but instead they swap roles. And now Sir Godfrey Tebbit is driving Bond around. Bond is now J- James Sinjin Smythe. Horrible. Oh my Horrible. god, I, I just realized something This is very funny, and I wonder if this mm. was a subconscious thing, or if he did this deliberately, but uh, when we did the Trash Future episode about sensitive tycoons, like like a fake April Fool's Day podcast about tech influencers, Milo's extremely posh character was named James Sinjin Smith, and so <laughs> I'm kind of wondering if that was just like, that's the poshest a name that a human like, being can have, yeah, so he yeah. just defaulted to that, or if it was deliberately a reference Bond, to a Yeah, a Bond, Bond really plays up to this, that's too. Cool. And there's a bit later on, where because like he kind of abuses Tibbet as like, his valet. M- and M- Milo, a- Milo's in the room, and he said that actually, <laughs> no, it was just him riffing. So basically, it's the poshest name that oh, can exist. It's just the yeah. poshest <laughs> name anyone could imagine. <laughs> Sinjin is like a very funny. What's really funny is that, like, uh, later on, in between breaks of being like berated for not carrying his luggage well enough and stuff, Sir Godfrey breaks cover and he's like, "Oh, do you you have to like be so mean when we're not undercover?" And Bond goes, "The best cover becomes second nature." And I actually really like this idea that, like, of course Bond's best covers are being the most reprehensible cunts in the world. Oh, 100%. I wrote this down. He doesn't know shit about horses, but he can oh. absolutely be rude to the hell. Yes. <laughs> so, so, so they go to, to the chateau that, like, again, it, it may as well just be the one that Drax had in Moonraker, uh, in, in uh, like, a Rolls-Royce Silver Ghost, which is very nice. Um, so someone he he asks where the the main stables are, and he gets pointed to a building that if you had asked me, I would have said that's a mansion. Mm-hmm. But that's the stables. <laughs> I was like, oh fuck, I don't know shit. Yeah, we meet a guy called Scarpine. the difference between this chateau and oh, the difference between this chateau and Drax's is that all of Zorin's employees can read. Mm. Fantastic. Now, ha- have <laughs> have I mentioned know. about me that I'm a lesbian? Mm, I I've got some memory of this. Because, mm. the, like, typically at this point, in oh, the sort of general pattern of this movie, this is where you would hire, like, a big, faintly foreign guy. 
what uh, what Zoran has done instead is to hire two absolute smoke shows in riding gear. Uh, yep. Mm, mm -hmm. Welcome, sir. I'm Jenny, Jenny Flex. Jenny Flex. Jenny Flex and Han Ho. Uh, Jenny Flex. That's for joke. They're, they're the sort of I, I I feel quietly the sort of lesbian Winton kid of this movie. Because they're always together, yeah, uh, yeah. and they're just they're just thriving. You know, it's 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 sweet. Um, but for the yeah, moment, yeah, we we meet a guy called Scarpain who is mm -hmm. like um, head of security, head of security, and he's sick of Bond's shit within about a minute. <laughs> yep. Because <laughs> 007, he doesn't know shit about horses, but he's no. undercover at a stud farm, and he's just like pointing at the horses, being like, "That's a that's a big horse right there, isn't it, pal?" And Scarpain's like. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see that one's got um, four legs, hey? Fantastic. Mm. Mm, some powerful hooves on that beast. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, bloody hell. So that we get Fantastic. a few more scenes of like uh, Bond being a cunt to Tibbet and like, be making him seem put upon, making him carry the bags and stuff. And then while Bond goes and schmoozes at Zoran's party, uh, Tibbet breaks into the stables and sees that a horse seems to have like disappeared within its stall in between him seeing it and him going in. Um, mm -hmm. And he sees this mm -hmm. sort of like creepy looking vet guy and it's like, huh, that's interesting. Um, Bond also, uh, he discovers that Zorin has written a yes. check to a sexy blonde lady for $5 million. Yeah. We don't find out what that's for yet, but we see that he's like yeah, paying this somebody off. something quite clever, um, because it keeps us pretty well distant from Zorin at this point. Mm. Like, as opposed to Moonraker, to which, at this point, this is the same movie. The thing with Moonraker mm. is, uh, Drax is like, Ah, oh, Mr. Bond, this is my entire weird deal. Can I press you to a cucumber <laughs> sandwich? Whereas at this point, we we mostly like see Zoran like going in and out of rooms and schmoozing and shit. And it's it's, mm. it's we haven't seen him commit any crimes. We don't even know he's actually responsible for the microchip yeah. thing. That's just yeah, like a and hunch. And with Walken too, he's like he's quite slick about it. The the effect is quite professional. Mm. Well, there's when he first talks to him and he makes the joke about you know riding and sport and stuff like that, and uh, he says, "Oh, do you, do you, do you do fly fishing?" And it's sort of like a really ham fisted reference to the murder of the French pervert. Uh, Walken manages to pull it off that instead of being like, "Oh, you found my scheme," he just uh he just basically gives him this look like. Yeah, fuck you, weirdo. I don't want to deal with you. And then he's like, "Oh, I'm sure the ladies will keep you entertained." And just tells him to basically tells him to fuck off. And I was like, "Yeah, that 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 yeah. reminded me in a way of I don't know if you've seen the Mission Impossible movie where Philip Seymour Hoffman plays the villain incredibly oh, yeah. well, but he has yeah. this just like mm. murderous mm. disdain for people, and it comes through like it's instead of being like over the top circus clown kind of villain, it's just like a guy who clearly like he he, he the people that he doesn't need things from. He's like, I could fucking kill you and feel nothing. And I feel like. Uh, to a degree, Christopher Walken kind of pulls that off. Like he has that disdain of sort of like a, I'm a rich twat and I can do what I want. Mm. Yeah. So that's Bond true, Bond tries to like sidle up and put the nonce moves on the woman that he saw getting the check, who he only knows mm -hmm. from the the check sign is S Sutton. Um, I I did get a drop of him saying I'm English, which is his like opening <laughs> line. Yeah, and she goes like, really? I couldn't tell. And he's like. <laughs> Oh, couldn't you? <laughs> and of course, uh, Zoran immediately has Mayday separate them. And Mayday is like, uh, I... <laughs> bon Bond's line is like, I'm disappointed. I thought I was going to be having sex tonight. Uh, and Mayday's like, yeah, no, don't worry about it. You'll do fine. 
to which Bond tries his luck with Grace Jones. Yeah, the threat that she pulls <laughs> is that she will. I will take care of you personally. Yes. Later. But, and Bond is like, ah, oh, take care of the end of my penis. Interesting. Ah. Would have <laughs> sex with me. Which yeah, is again, a bold Grace, strat, Grace Jones. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this whole sequence is genuinely James Bond walking around a posho function being the most a spy anyone has ever <laughs> been. <Yes. laughs> like everything he does, he is so not undercover. It's <laughs> genuinely incredible. Yeah. So he, everyone is onto him. Mm-hmm. He sneaks <laughs> out of his room, which is of course being bugged, but they've set up like a tape recorder. Uh, and having donned what I can only describe as a sneaking tracksuit, <laughs> he and he and Tibbet find an underground horse laboratory. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. For, um, horse steroids. They go into the underground laboratory, and like there is just the shadow of a horse in a dark lab, and it would genuinely is a little bit terrible. <laughs> they turn on the light, and it's just a nice horse. And Godfrey Tibbet is generally just like. Patting the horse, which I think is quite nice. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's quite sweet. But they do confirm that Zorin is cheating at the Royal Ascot. Worst crime. Remote control horse. He has implanted a microchip in the horse, and then when he presses a button on his little, like, a morning dress cane, it, like, injects the horse with horse steroids and makes it go faster. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. You can also download up to 28,000 songs onto your horse. (laughs) (laughs) They're, of course, terrible at sneaking, and they get immediately discovered by a couple of guards. Two guys arrive. Two guys arrive. They beat those Mm -hmm. two guys up, and, like, Bond throws them into a, a, like, packing machine. Because apparently Mm -hmm. they've got all the microchips, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, they pack them into a case of microchips, because the horse farm also has the microchip factory Mm -hmm. somehow. Yes. Yeah. Also, my favorite way next door, to receive yeah. microchips just loose in a Look, wooden they box. They hadn't fucking invented Lean Six Sigma yet. All right, in the eighties, you could have a <laughs> microchip factory in your horse farm, and people would be like, "Yeah, it's a great business." Yeah. <laughs> I'm at the microchip factory. I'm at the stud farm. I'm at the combination. I'm at the combination <laughs> microchip factory. <laughs> great minds. We're in podcast sync. This is intercut with a scene that was made for me of Zorin and Mayday having a fucking fight. It's a it's a sex fight. This it's is the, this is their, this is them doing like foreplay, right? Like this is their this is their foreplay. It's like them kicking the absolute shit out of each other in like as is it a karate or like a judo? Just like judo, like a judo mm. ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. They, they 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 fight in the sex dojo, and then they he, do. He starts making the moves on her, and they start kissing. But then uh, he's interrupted by security. Yes, I told you never to call me here. And then uh, th- they tell him, "Oh, we found two guards unconscious." And fair play to Zorin. He's immediately like, "All right, I will pr- I will postpone my sex plans." And also. I immediately know that this most obvious spy-looking motherfucker <laughs> of the party is <laughs> clearly it is this man. Let's go to his room and see what see what's going on. Um, and so th- th- he goes personally, which I appreciate. Yeah. I appreciate a hands-on villain. Yeah, yeah. He he, he and Mayday go to Sinjin Smythe's room, find he's not there, and are like, "Aha! I knew it." And at this point, Mayday puts it together that it's like, "Oh, wait a second, that's the guy." From the Eiffel Tower as well. That's that's fucking. She doesn't remember that he's James Bond, but he's like an agent. 
Um, and then mm-hmm. as as she is going to her own bedroom, there's James Bond. In this there. is genuinely incredible. Completely well yeah. presented to be nude, or at least in a state yes. of undress, shirtless in nude her bed. In the bed. Yes. <laughs> and he goes, Oh, I thought you said you were going to take care of me personally. And we get my favorite and little exchange of this movie, which is she glances, so she looks back over to Zoran, and Zoran genuinely gives her a shit, maybe. <laughs> Just like, yeah, all right then. Fucking God. I, I love their relationship so much. I'm like, yeah, all right, go on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he like shrugs and shakes his head. He's like, no, oh, like yeah, go for well, it. Like, why not? Right. <laughs> well, then she why just not? she, she, she can come. Like, and she just leaps right into it, and and you know doesn't say oh, anything. Yeah. And Bond is just like, I see you're a woman of few words. And uh, she says, what is, what's the line? Nothing to talk about or nothing to discuss. Yeah. And then yeah, yeah so. Grace Jones blows his back walls out. Initiates yeah, James sex. Bond about to experience getting top for that's probably right. the first time. Well, that's right. <laughs> Best of luck, mate. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the next morning, Bond in the afterglow of having had sex with Grace fucking Jones. Yes. Um, goes to see Zorin, and Zorin, we should put up a top here. This this movie is a computer's movie. Yeah, hundred percent. Oh yeah, this is the point where they were like, <laughs> would, would "Holy you, shit!" Have you ever would, heard of Apple Macintosh? I find a computer indispensable. You can all do everything you want on this yeah. piece of equipment. So basically, yeah. through hidden cameras, Zorin takes pictures of Bond head-on and in profile, and submits it to the computer. And the computer he gets Yeah, and the computer yes. comes back. Basically, <laughs> the, the pi- getting identigraphed. The picture, the picture, like slowly degrades into pixels as it's being uploaded. Like it's being turned into like a sixteen-color Sierra game. Hell yeah, and then it comes back with his his name, you know, his his occupation, and then highly a highly dangerous, certainly armed. Licensed list kill. of non crimes. A big flash across the screen that says "licensed to kill." Uh, it's incredible. It's uh, it, it, I, no, I was, it's really, it, it's really good because the entire way through, Zorin is like talking to Bond, like, "Yeah, we're just trying to find a horse that'll suit your needs," and it's coming like flashing up on the screen. Harry's a gun, and he's going ooh <laughs> every time. Like he's got such like a ooh damn yeah. Sort of I, I, I love Zorin's vibe so much. So of course he's like, "I have, I have to kill this man." But I have to kill him in like my favorite weird way. Uh, yeah, so like for, for Drax, that would be hunting. For Zoran, it's horse racing. So Bond sends Sir Godfrey Tibbet into town in the Rolls Royce to, to to go and like get a message to M. And he immediately falls for the most obvious trick in the book. Right, the gates don't open. Mayday is there. He gets out to open the gates. Mayday opens the gates for him, and when he looks back, she's not there. And I wrote down in all caps, backseat, comma, idiot. 100% is exactly what Abby said to me at the time. Just turned straight, I was like, backseat. 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 She's in the backseat. The thing is, so Godfrey invents this excuse, like, oh, we've got to go, I've got to go and have the car washed in town, I'll be back, Mm -hmm. so that he can leave the compound. But then he actually goes to the car wash first, rather than yeah. He just legitimately them. goes to the car. <laughs> he like forgot it was a lie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he gets sagot in the yeah. fucking car he, wash. He is, Grace he is Jones, followed like, there by the two lesbians also, and 
again, incredible look. I was going to say, like, they just basically stare him down with, like, lesbian death glare. As the, I thought, like, I, when I first saw the scene, I didn't realize that they were like, oh, we're going to get him after. I thought, like, they had done something to make this, like, a murder car wash. And so when the rollers descended on the car, that, like, it was going to explode mm. or something. Because you mm. knew, like, if you get stared at that menacingly by the two lesbian henchwomen, <laughs> like, you are going to die. Like, there is no escape. Mm. Yeah. No, you get a genuinely quite, like, we're starting to learn cinematography, which yeah. is fantastic. You get a genuinely mm. quite good thing where the car is framed As perfectly. As a kid, it made me scared of going through car washes. By the car wash rollers, and just. As the last one comes down, last second, you see Mayday arrive from the back seat and just grab him. And then mm. the whole frame gets eclipsed by the car wash roller coming down. And yeah, it was genuinely great. very well done. Great. So, so I'm sorry, I disagree. I thought that shot was absolutely fucking hilarious. Fuck because you. it looks like he's being killed. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like he's being killed by the honey monster because there's just these like big, yeah, okay, these like big fluffy things, and I'm like, this is not scary. This is just a car wash. Fine. My second point is that the the windscreen is a little bit too covered in water to actually see. What's yeah, because I, I genuinely, I, I got to be honest with you, I was. I mean, I was. I thought I was paying attention, but I didn't catch that there was the scuffle from the back. I just saw the rollers descending and the scary music, and I was like, well, you just don't come out of the lesbian car wash alive, I guess. No. I'm just giving him the benefit of a doubt here. I I wish Grace Jones would strangle me to death. Anyway. uh, You'd have to fucking get in line. Do you have the address of the lesbian car? We have to focus. We have to focus at this point. So Bond has to, Yeah, we've got to get through this shit. Yeah, yeah, okay. So Zoran puts Bond on, like, a dangerous horse named Inferno, which has the, um, the, like, the steroids, the horse steroids implanted in him already. It's got all his music on it. And And he challenges him. He's like, if you can stay Again, on this like steeple chase, never course gonna get a horse called Inferno. with me and a bunch of other like rough looking dudes, then you can. I, I will give you my my like best horse. Genuinely, the most henchman looking. Can, 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 can I throw? Is this is very funny to me because like Let's basically go. he was like, all right, you know. Uh, they're going to ride with you for company or whatever. And they immediately start doing henchman shit. And I thought it was very funny because it was like the plan was so watertight that basically not only did he have like the Buzkashi horseman to fucking knock the shit out of James <laughs> Bond, and, but then like he also has these traps built in that he's activating with remote controls that just keep fucking up his henchmen and not Bond. And I remember thinking like, man, this must be the worst job if you work for fucking Zorin. You have to be the horse guy who crashes on everything. And yeah. invariably... None yeah. of the henchmen attacks work. Bond fights them off. But in my notes, I wrote on my signal, unleash horse because he pushes the <laughs> button and the horse goes nuts and they open up the gate for the horse to go nuts and it goes running through the woods with Bond on it. And then uh, they arrive at the car. But unfortunately, mm-hmm. Sir Godfrey has been snatched up and it's Grace Jones behind the wheel with a gun. Yes. You get the most genuinely owned Bond has ever been by a villain oh, since Doctor I, No. I, the thing about the thing about Zoran is that he's a pimp, right? And I, oh, I want cool to I want to clarify that with this line, which is one of my favorites in the movie. Killing Tibbet was a mistake. I'm about to make the same mistake twice. Fucking <laughs> cooked his ass. Mm. <laughs> and then Bond says, um, if you kill me, then my department will send someone else. And Zoran says if you're the best they have, it's more likely they'll try to cover up your embarrassing incompetence. It's incredible. <laughs> Genuinely an incredible life. Oh, I just absolutely destroys so they, Bond. They put Bond in the back of the car, and there is the most classic Roger Moore oof when he gets hit in the back of the head. Oh, it's good. Oh. 
Yeah, there he is. I, I kept feeling like various noises that Robert R- Roger Moore makes in this come very close to the homophobic noise. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, there's there's a number of sounds that you're just like those are added in so that the the, the, the viewer knows it's Roger Moore making them like as Bond character. <laughs> but like, it, it, there's just there's just this air of ooh <laughs> about him that because I haven't watched it. I mean, I've seen. I think I saw a couple of these as a kid. I wasn't prepared for. It. I've just been listening to you all discuss these episodes and kind of riff on them and some of the sound bites. But like. I wasn't prepared for just how like everything about him is genuinely. Like, yeah, like no. Williams. It's it's wild. I've, I haven't been pulling any punches about this fucking guy. <laughs> so, so, so they they put the two of them in the back of the car. Uh, there's there's a shot of Tibbet and and Bond unconscious and or dead in the back of the car that is very much like smoking on that shit that killed James Bond. They yeah, push the Rolls the Royce chart. into a lake. Um, Oh, wasted yeah. car. What, what 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 can you do? And then in celebration, because they're kind of like both Zoran and Mayday are tremendously horny because of this. Yeah. So funny. like, the first thing that he does after pushing the the car into the lake is to smell her glove again. <laughs> him. <laughs> and so as Bond wakes up underwater, they're just kind of like getting too horny to kill him. And they just kind of leave. Yeah, well, they, well, they wait on him to emerge so they can shoot him, but Bond realizes he can see through the water clearly enough that they're waiting, so he uncaps one of the tires and he uh, sucks, sucks off. Except he, he, uh, my, 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 my notes were basically, uh, if I remember correctly, my book is away from me. My notes were, you wouldn't download a car, and then it was uh, sucking off a tire. Because, yeah, he basically yes. huffs air out of the tire to stay, to, to stay awake underwater until they've walked away, and then he uh, is able to escape. I, I like this. In the world of cars, too, he's now common-law married. <laughs> <laughs> so, now we get a character we all love, our magnificent so, uh, boy. First of all, first first shot of this oh. scene is extremely good. Yes. I'm not going to spend the time to explain it, but it was just very well framed. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Zoran is a guy. at the racetrack, and we meet our boy, General Gogol. Uh, he walks in and he goes, Head of the KGB. Zorin. And I went, yes! Also, <laughs> I, I was like, Damn, Gogol's bodyguard is hot. Like the guy in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm glad you noticed it. Yeah, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Is it? Dolph Lundgren. And the reason why it's Dolph Lundgren is that he was dating Grace Jones at that point. Yeah, You've probably seen the photos, the most powerful couple in the world. Oh, I've seen those photos maybe a hundred times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And so because he was on set anyway with Grace Jones... The director was like, "Well, I need a, I need a big guy to be Gogol's bodyguard. Do you want to, Dolph? Do you want to like lace him up for this movie?" And he and he did. Um, mm, dude's rock, you know. Dude's uh, rock. So you know, Dolph Lundgren and uh, Grace Jones actually had a secret love child, and that child was Devin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. So Gogol is I'll like, that to the you, you, well, you used to, you're a KGB agent, and that means you got to stop fucking around with this horse shit, because you're compromising our operations. Yeah, he uh, genuinely walks in and he's like, hey, remember the plot of the movie? Yeah, Can remember, remember that you, you're, you're a KGB agent? And Zoran's like, Zoran goes, ah, microchips, yeah, got it. <laughs> ah, microchips. But also, I quit. I'm, I'm into this horse thing now. <laughs> Uh, I, like, no, I, this... I, I don't work for the KGB, and one of Gogol's—he's going reds to riches. He's yeah. just—he's not going to be a billionaire as a cover. He's just going to do One of Gogol's it. guys, the non-Dolph uh, Lundgren guy, goes, 
where the KGB created you and we made you, and without us, you'd just be a weird biological freak of nature. Uh, and Mayday picks that guy I up was gonna over say, her head. I was like, I'm tired today. It's been a long day, but like, I did recall a guy basically getting suplexed by Mayday. I didn't oh, remember that wrong. Completely right? picked up. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. We should we should take this moment then, actually, because we skipped over a extremely powerful guy. Uh, uh, which guy is, did we skip over? Um, the most unbelievably Nazi-looking. Nazi Q, right? Nazi yeah, the, the, Q, the who, weird. I, I mentioned him earlier as the weird vet going in and out of the yeah, hospitals. Yeah, the weird, the weird, the weird Nazi vet. Yeah. Dr. Karl Mortner. Dr. Karl Mortner with a Dr. like one. He's got like a monocle. Uh, he looks like yeah, he looks like a Nazi because he's a Nazi. He's a eugenicist. Yeah. That's his deal. He like openly just tells Bond, "Yes, I have breed the horses to make them into the master equine race." Yeah. Like it's that. So, so because level. Gogol is very very affable. Bond genuinely says to him something like, I suppose you could also use that on, on humans if you considered, to which the fully a Nazi scientist goes, ha, 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 ha. yes. And then it's <laughs> like, like, do you get it? We're doing, get we're doing it? boys from Brazil shit. So, I'm going to be extremely mad in about five minutes about this guy, so I needed him set up. Right, so, so, so Gogol is like, because he's the world's most affable man, is like, eh, no one ever leaves the KGB. You, 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 we'll, we'll get you back. But in the meantime, understandable. Also, please stop suplexing my guys and leaves. <laughs> He's put my guy down. Now, at this point, we, we transition seamlessly to what may be the best please touch this metal plate scene. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. It's actually <laughs> so good. Fucking franchise Woo! so Z zoran zoran briefs a bunch of like international tycoons right and it's more or less a retread of the like gangsters thing from from uh goldfinger yeah. even to the point of him having a little model on the table that he like brings up that he's very proud of but when he tells them okay i've got a plan and that plan is to destroy silicon valley so we can all get rich making microchips uh, and the americans won't be able to compete with us one this guy point I wrote, okay, he's based, I'm on his side. One guy goes, Yeah. Okay, I don't want to do this. I, I don't, I'm not interested. And so Zoran's like, Okay, fine. Do you mind stepping outside for like confidentiality reasons? Would you please <laughs> touch your hand onto this? He metal walks outside plate. and he goes, Mayday will keep you entertained. And she leaves. And I'm like, Oh, this is not the dentist. <laughs> she gives him a little <laughs> wink too, which is just Jenny. like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they walk out and, and Mayday says this way please and he walks down a little flight of stairs and then Mayday presses a button and the like the floor opens up and it's revealed that we're on a fucking yes. blimp with Zorin's name on it and this guy just goes oh! <laughs> we're on a they, fucking dirigible they drop it's him so out good. of a dirigible yeah. into San Francisco Bay it's great Yes. oh no sorry uh Fuck, the line isn't Mayday will take care of you, it's Mayday will get you a drink. <laughs> and then he says, does anyone else want to drop out? <laughs> a bit that only he understands. Sorry, Karen. Yeah. No, it's, it's, no I, I noticed that too. I was like, see, that's the Bond moment when they have to have the really, the sly pun in there on top of like the villain doing villain shit. Mm -hmm. But one thing that I thought was really funny was maybe instinctively, 
that guy, Asian American guy who says, no, I don't want to be part of it. He's almost next to Grace Jones, I think, or in the crowd clapping at Royal Ascot. And when I saw him, I was like, oh, that dude's dead. That's a henchman. He's so fucking dead. And ah. so the fact that then like he does in fact <laughs> die by getting thrown out of a fucking blimp. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe, maybe my read on Bond movies Perfect. is okay. Well, we don't know what the plan is yet. We know he's going to destroy Silicon Valley, but we don't know whether he means literally well, we, or metaphorically have, or like we how. We have something to get through first, which is Mayday and Zorin <sighs> come to the cockpit of the blimp and guess what the title no. of this movie Fuck is. you. I... What have you to a kill? <sighs> That's the name of the movie like that we're watching. such a non... So, no one would ever was, say that. That was the thing that, that I thought too. I was like, "That's not yeah. even a bad line." But the fact, like her saying that, "What a view!" But him saying that, I was like, "Like you just said, Alice." I was like, "Ah, yes, it's a Bond movie. They have to fucking it's the hit title you." Of it's this genuinely movie. just like at this point. At this point, James Bond has not been in the James Bond movie for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, which um, is why I've been enjoying it so far. <laughs> My notes from this moment says this movie owns. Yeah, we, we know we know broadly what the plan is, which is destroy Silicon Valley to make microchips. But like mostly, we've just been uh, like hanging out with Max Zorin. And 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 the only mm. the only misstep so far is him basically saying that's chappy. hundred <laughs> percent. He mm. so we we meet Bond again. We have to fucking go back to our guy. Yeah, and he, he he's right. He's in San Francisco. He's on the docks. He goes yeah, to a for fresh seafood. Go right. There's ahead. a lot of this movie in San Francisco, and the reason why is that mayor of San Francisco at that point, Diane uh-huh. Feinstein, <laughs> wanted to fuck Roger Moore. Because Diane Feinstein wanted to fuck Roger Moore. She gave this production every possible permit, every filming location, and every tax abatement she could give them. And now, Get oh, him shit. queen! I, Cougar it, shit! It, it may be libelous of me to say that I assume that in order to get this movie made, they had to make Roger Moore have sex with Diane Feinstein. But I believe that's what had to happen for this. One movie of the people made. involved. I mean, you'd better hope that he was good. Yeah. I don't can't know if that's libelous because one of them's dead and the other is like fucking senescent. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon. I reckon we could say. I mean,. <laughs> Yeah, so the, I think it's fair. Mm. I'll get the legal yeah. counsel on this. Yeah, I think I think we can intuit from the information that we have been provided that, that, that she, Roger, she was, Moore, that Roger Moore was Diane Feinstein's favorite Bond. She made a lot of like things very easy for them because she would like Roger Moore a lot. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Well, she only had three to choose from at that point, and she did choose wrong, admittedly, but. <laughs> He was 58. Mm. So, he so, was so Bond, 58 during the filming of this movie. Bond meets a CIA agent uh, called Lee. A suitably insecure code phrase, which was to approach a fucking seafood stand and go, yes, I'd like the soft-shelled crab, which yes. is a thing that they could conceivably we sell. We have to like tick off another mm. big like Bond tick box here, which is weird fisherman related <laughs> intrigue. Like this is taking us all the way back to like mm. Doctor No and Thunderball, where oh, fully. where Lee like takes him to like a crab fisherman who's like, oh, the crabs are all fucked because of fucking Max Zorin's pumping station for oil. Mm. Not oh. sure what accent I was trying to do there. No, because we get a fucking line. Oh, we get okay. a line from CIA Ooh. agent Lee about the fucking Nazi doctor, where he genuinely complains that Russia provided amnesty for a Nazi scientist. 
after World War II. We've got a yes. fucking CIA guy straight up going, bloody Russians onboarded this Nazi after World War yeah, II. The, the Disgraceful. Russians, the Russians. And I'm like, are you fucking Nazi with me? Eugenicist. <laughs> Fucking kidding! In in Sohorsky. in the camps, his deal was like trying to enhance intelligence by injecting people with horse steroids, and the, the result steroids. was that it created a number of, I guess, like boys from Brazil, like extremely blonde, extremely intelligent uh, Nazi children who were also psychopaths. And obviously, one of those is Max Zorin. Yes, yes. Uh, Zorin. Yeah. And so the the reason why Max Zorin defected from the the East is the Soviets took this Nazi eugenicist, used his horse steroids expertise for their Olympic program, uh, and then yeah. Unfortunately, they have to compete under the athletes from Russia tag now. <laughs> or buggers. They uh, yeah. They, they they created a number of these like boys from Brazil, and then sent one of them west as like a sleeper agent. Um, so interesting. A lot of ideology going on. It was there. such an ideology line that I had to pause the movie. Zorin has a Nazi super brain. Yeah. That's, yeah. He's got a Nazi he super and he's brain. Got a Nazi he's also got an figure. oil pumping station. Yes, he does. Yes. Right he's also, and he's got an oil pumping station uh, which Bond scubas into. He almost gets minced up by an underwater fan. Um, simultaneously, the Russians are also infiltrating it. Um, and uh, they catch the Russian agent, and he gets thrown into the underwater fan and like mulched. chopped up into gristle. Um, yeah, it's quite a quite Bond, narrowing shot. Yeah, but Bond comes back to shore and finds another one of the Russian agents who has escaped, uh, and it's a sexy lady. Yeah. This is where the film starts meandering and just adding five or ten minute bits that yeah, don't need this, to be this in This is it. the moment at which, if you're watching this movie, you can stop watching the movie and skip about 50 minutes ahead. Yes. This is the point where he just starts mm-hmm. going through various other movies. Yes. Uh, the, yeah, we're killing time here. The thing I, about I, the I, Russian I, guy mm. getting thrown into the, the sort of man blender is that it's quite a good shot, although not because they've progressed past the point of filming these scenes by like throwing a dummy at something and filming it but because they've gotten good at filming the dummy mm. so it's not immediately ah! clear. like they're still using the same techniques they use in dr no but they've just advanced in cinematography yeah so so bond mm. i i really wanted agent triple x back here. i know i wrote this down so like, if we. only there but was it's... a russian agent that bond had history with yeah and, and this this cold war stuff is always like almost good so you get this kind of like fun thing of like sexy Russian agents and and Bond having history and also like sort of mutually uh, betraying each other in a kind of like affable, no hard feelings way. They go to like a, a, a Japanese bathhouse, I guess, because they have to do some some like weird non shit. And Bond mm. uh, like takes the recording, the tape recording that she had made of Zoran explaining like his plan a little bit more. And switches it. So when she tries to run out on him, uh, Gogo comes and picks her up like her dad, which I really appreciate. It was really <laughs> good. Yeah, he's just personally doing it. The head of the fucking KGB. What's, what's also what's also great is there is yeah. He's like, text me when you get to Carlton, and I'll come pick you up. There's a shot of Gogo in the car waiting for her, and that's not fucking Gogo. And then the next the next shot, it's Gogo. It's great. Uh, did not bother to change that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. So so they they you know try to double cross him, and they're left with the tape of the like uh, Japanese spa music, you know, entirely Japanese. At this point, we still don't know what Zorin's no, plan. No, no fucking idea. So so James goes to City Hall, San Francisco. Yeah. To how talk do you get the permits to film in a there? Guy, impossible to know. Goes to talk to a guy about Zorin. He's pretending to be a. <laughs> Like a a Financial Times reporter <laughs> called James Stock. Yes, James Stock. Yeah, man, James Stonks fucking walks right in. Mm-hmm. He's he, like, he, you he know, he's this kind of bureaucrat who explains to him uh, it's it's called fracking bond, uh, and, yeah. and, and this bureaucrat just sort of mm-hmm. lies to him to his face. He's like, oh yeah, of course. What he was doing there, he was injecting seawater into his oil wells, which is a totally normal thing to do. Uh, it's actually safe. It's insanely yeah. safe. Because James goes there to to go like, hey, did you know that this guy's pumping seawater into his oil wells? Yeah, and this, guy, and this goes, guy just goes, yeah, it's yeah, sick rules. and cool, whatever. Exactly, exactly. The extremely <laughs> paid off politician is no. just like, yeah, yeah, it's sick. Luckily, Bond sees a woman and, of course, immediately <laughs> follows her. <laughs> he genuinely enters nonce mode and there's like a yes. fucking musical cue. <laughs> when he starts following her, there's like a wide shot of her going down at staircase with a bunch of other people there and you see him also join that crowd of people going down the staircase and there is a genuine musical cue to indicate <laughs> that nonce mode has begun in fairness this is the woman whom he saw get the check from Zoran but because everybody mm. in the 80s who wasn't a lesbian or Grace Jones had this fucking Farrah Fawcett ass haircut oh yeah genuinely hard pressed to tell them apart is the thing and Most so, genuinely like damaged hair I think I've yeah, seen in a yeah, while. Yeah, it's all feathered and shit. And so like the, the the way that it looks if you're half paying attention, which is the only way to watch any Bond movie, is Bond <laughs> laser locks in on the nearest woman, follows her out of work, into her car, follows her home, like drives two car lengths behind on her commute home, waits yep. until she gets home, breaks in by like un like unlocking one of her windows and tries to enter her bathroom while she's taking a shower. This is Man from the Golden Gun. But she gets the drop this on him! This is genuinely him. my comment from the Man from the Golden Gun again, which is like, this is his favourite part of doing spy work. Is, oh, a woman's in the shower, time for me to arrive. <laughs> but at this point... But she fakes him out! At this point, we're used to that! She's seen the film Golden <laughs> Man with the Finger, and she she's seen all of the... She she's listened to this podcast, so so he sees her in the shower, or he thinks he hears her in the shower. He activates nonce mode and he goes in, and then she like emerges from behind the door with a fucking shotgun and is like, "Put your hands up! I've been listening to Kill James Bond. Get out of my house." And that's the sort of benefits that listening to Kill James yeah, Bond will right. get you. That's right. Exactly. She try she tries to call the cops, uh, and she's like, "Oh, I bet you even cut the phone line too, you massive English nonce." Uh, and Bond's like, oh, I didn't know. I'm just that. a little boy. And I'm just a little birthday boy. You wouldn't shoot a little birthday boy. I just wanted a shower. <laughs> and so at this point, Zorin's goons storm the house. And Bond just like effortlessly takes the shotgun from her, pushes her across a room. And shoots a couple. Yeah, of he guys. just goes into full Robert Rodriguez movie mode, just blasting people left and right with a <laughs> shotgun, and then realizes she's loaded it with rock salt. So all it does is just kind of annoy them and give them a couple of scabs. 
Yeah, I always wondered about this when mm. I saw this as a kid, whether you could actually load a shotgun with salt, if that would like do anything. You can't just like pour it you in, can, but yeah, it's you a can kind load, of ammunition. You can have you can shotgun shells loaded with, with salt or with, you know, yeah. like, I mean, everything. Oh. The sh- shotguns are weird in that, yeah, like you said, salt rounds, little little pepper balls, or like a whole fucking metal slug if you really want to. So, uh, yeah, Hell but yeah. Um, basically he chases them off by, by non-fatally beating their asses and shooting them with non-fatal rounds. Uh, mm. They go, the fight moves downstairs where there is exactly one thing in the entire house. The vase. Which is a vase, an urn, that kind of thing. Like, it, I'm genuinely being serious, audience. It's a fully no, empty My My Milo walked in, watched me watching the movie, and was like, oh, I'd love to live in a huge empty house. And I was just like, yeah. Well, they do they explain do, yes. this. Yeah, they because, do explain it. Because she's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, yeah, I don't have any, any food or any furniture. And Bond is like, oh, I'll make you the worst quiche you've ever seen in your life. Uh, yeah, like a she eventually smashes throughout the fight. Bond is like trying to avoid breaking the vase, but she the like one thing left, finishes yeah. it off by smashing it on uh, yeah. one of the assailant's heads. So, so, so Bond Bond makes her the worst quiche you've ever seen in your life. It is yeah, green. and we we um, miss a trick here severely mm. because Bond cooks for her, and then we have the shot of the two of them conversing while they're sat down eating the quiche. And, like, you got to imagine the process of creating and cooking a quiche is several fucking hours. Yeah. They could have done this entire conversation while he was cooking, and it would have made him a more sympathetic character. Yeah, you, you just yeah, sit there in didn't. silence while I make cute. this horrible quiche. Um, and she explains that, like, her dad owned an oil company, Sutton Oil, and, uh, like, Zorin tried to buy them out by force. And she tried to fight it through the courts, and in so doing, lost like all her money, all her furniture, all her clothes and shit. Um, and finally, Zorin was about to buy her off with this five million dollar check, which is way more than the the like shares are worth. Um, and this, at this hmm. point, Abigail turned to me and said, "Finding it hard to feel sympathetic towards the <laughs> oil heiress." <laughs> Yeah, towards the woman who inherited an oil yes. company. It's like, come on, fuck yeah. you then. She, Whatever. She, she, she tears up the check because like Bond has like, inspired her to... Well, she has a job. That's why she got this job. She like got a, a job on the side at City Hall to like tie her through her oil Owning company. Owning things isn't a job. No, no, she was no, like no, a she geologist a real job. is the thing. Uh, but she can't just do that. She also Whatever. has to have an oil company. Anyway, uh, now... At this point, this is traditionally where Bond would, under false pretenses and using a false name, have sex with this woman. Um, Unfortunately, he is using a false name, but... He mm. does not have sex with her. He, it, it, You daft old sweet bastard falls asleep in a rocking chair. Genuinely and, is quite nice. And you're just <laughs> like, think. Yeah. oh, that's quite nice. They're going to ruin it later by like mm. making them have sex like later, but like for now, this is just like... Ah, I realize I'm too old to be having sex with you. Like, he goes to check on some things, he reconnects the phone line, and she is asleep in bed, and he goes, well, I'm not going to disturb that. And he, like, falls asleep, Mm. sat on a chair with the shotgun across his lap, which is nice. Strong must protect the sweet. Uh, Her name is Stacy, by the way. She is blonde, and she is American, so therefore two thumbs way up. Um, yeah, sorry, you're gonna have to deal with that. Uh, in the morning, there's been a minor tremor overnight, which possibly triggered yes, by Zorin. She, um, yeah, she fully is just like, I've got a computer here, and she's like, 
a little a it's a little apple <laughs> two on a bedside table. Yeah. It's got yeah, like no it, it immediately pulls up. She, she immediately pulls up like the, the, the seismic shock like seismograph and locates where it is. And yeah, I was like, damn, I didn't realize I didn't realize those old computers I saw in the basically school computer lab junkyard in the nineties were so powerful. Yeah. Bond brings oh, no, Agent Lee so to the powerful. house and He's he he has to go two for two on getting his his accomplices killed. Here. <laughs> this was genuinely I at he this moment I was thinking move twice. It, in a while it, since we've seen Mayday. I, <laughs> I was he, genuinely he, thinking that at the start <laughs> of the scene. James Bond like killing Tibbet was a mistake. I'm about to make the same mistake twice because he sends him on the same fucking errand. Of all right, go, go and get help by sitting in the front seat of a car and don't look at the back seat. And he gets <laughs> gone. No, like Grace Jones is not going to successfully hide in the back seat if you turn your head like no. twenty degrees. This is this is entirely on you, man. Oh, I wish I could get strength with Grace Jones. Anyway, Stacey, I know you said this. Yeah, I know. I'm saying on it again because she does it because she does it twice. <laughs> so James Bond. Uh, well, no. So Stacy Stacy tries to like push for moderate reform within the system. She goes back to work at City Hall, talks to her boss, and and, and he, she tries to like confront him with the evidence of of Zorin's yeah. like plan. And he immediately Zorin is fires pumping seawater into her wells, and there's like a big fault line. Yeah, he's doing in California. I don't know if anyone's aware of this. He is doing fracking, and he's trying to frack the San Andreas Fault. Um, and she goes, "Hey, this could mm. kill all of us." And he's like. Yeah, this is Lex Luthor shit from Superman mm. One. Yeah, so he he fires her, and they 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 try to like come back and sneak in uh, because mm. in a classic Bond move, uh, thanks to all of this intelligence gathering, he has only overheard one code name. And like, since this is sort of a loose remake of of Goldfinger's like Operation Grand Slam, it's Project Mainstrike. He's heard what Project Mains. He's heard the name Project Mainstrike, and so. He and Stacy are going to break back into City Hall after hours, and they're going to try and find out what they can about Project Mainstrike. Um, uh, and they discover that Mainstrike is the yeah, name of a mine. mine. I would personally have renamed my yeah, plan use, something use else. A, use so a more secure code name. Project Location mm. of My Plan. Yes. Come on. Project <laughs> but they get caught, and we get a genuinely extremely good pair of scenes, <laughs> one after the other. I, I love it. Zorin's little mm. polycule so much, man. They own. Uh, he, mm. he, he, like, get, Zorin gets them at gunpoint, and he gets uh, the, the Stacy's old boss to call the cops. And her boss is like, what? Also, the, the, the way that Zoran gets them at gunpoint is he's not like oh. lurking in the shadows waiting for them. Bond is like going through the files with Stacy, and then Zoran just walks in the door with a <laughs> gun like, hey, and is like, hey! hey, hey. hey. <laughs> he just enters the scene like a character in a sitcom, like we were supposed to go, woo! <laughs> yeah, we, I was doing yeah, so, so he, he gets, he gets Stacy's old boss to call the cops, and the guy's like, why? And Zoran explains to him. And we're sort of led to believe that this is thanks to his superior Nazi brain that he's able to think of this this quickly. But he's like, "Well, these two these two broke in to get revenge on you for firing them, uh, and then they they, they shot you, uh, set fires to the office to conceal the evidence, and then suffocated to death in in, in the elevator." And the guy goes, "Well, I would have to be." Uh, and Zoran just shoots him. He's like, "Dead, yep. yeah." Rules. And he genuinely says. 
like my secret is improv, Mr. Bond. <laughs> I do yes and, Mr. Bond. You like generally, it's like just a little bit of improvisation, Mr. Bond. Yeah. Mm. Meanwhile, the the two lesbians like splashing canisters full of gasoline around the office. It, it's it's nice. So um, I want I want to summarize really quickly because this gets to one of the most surreal parts of this film. Which is all right. So yeah, obviously they have to. They are trapped. Uh, they have to get out of the elevator. Bond finds a way to climb out. And right before the cables snap in the heat, he uh, is able to. It's, it's Stacy. Am I? I'm not stupid, right? He, yeah, Stacy. Yeah, he's yeah, able he's to get Stacy out. Um, basically in the nick of time then goes to the roof climbs down the elevator everyone cheers the cops come up to him and talk to him and then basically he reveals he works the British Secret Service they don't believe him they're going to arrest him because they found his gun in there uh, when they were searching he then fires a water cannon at them and blows them blasts them away then steals the fire truck drives through the city of San Francisco not to directly interrupt you, but the, the method through which they ascertain that it's his gun is fantastic. They just yeah. literally come up to him with a gun in like a fully mm-hmm. in evidence bag and go, it's your gun? And he goes, oh, yes, thank you. He makes a little grab for it. <laughs> no, like, okay, you're fully under arrest. So anyway, under he, arrest. Uh, he, he, he right, blasts the, 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 the heavy set police uh, officer with a water cannon. Sheriff J.W. Pepper, San Francisco it Police Department. Could have been. A char chase crash police being dumbasses Keystone Cops style uh, scene through yep. the city of San Francisco, mm-hmm. which the best thing I could describe it is somewhere between Police Academy and the Blues Brothers, in which moron genuinely it's lasts. really long. Yeah, and and Di- Diane Feinstein got that Roger Moore dome so good that she made the SFPD, who were busy doing like Zodiac oh, yeah. killer shit at this point, uh, like made them film a twenty-minute-long scene of looking yeah, like exactly. assholes, which I appreciate a lot. I mean, legally, we probably can't say that Roger Moore made Diane Feinstein come like a howler monkey, but. <laughs> He did do she it. Had, she had a certain kind of like calculating idea here that the more she distracted the San Francisco police with this movie, the less likely it was they'd be able to investigate Harvey Milk's murder. So she just kept at it, you know, make the scene as long as possible. God, this is like a two hit punch. Jesus. So, so this now, is the, what I was talking about earlier. What do you know about Harvey Milk? <laughs> no, this is what I was talking about earlier where Bond is just making detours throughout yes, yes. movies. Like he's in the towering yeah. inferno, then he's in the naked gun. They also, they also, they have a bit where the fire truck that they're in, because they're in the fire truck, jumps over a raising bridge, and they don't even fucking yeah, show it. Yeah, it. Bar- it barely, no. it barely crosses mm. over, but it's done in such a way like it's a really quick shot. And the remaining remaining five minutes of that shot is just police cars sliding on each other and crashing, and then like the cops getting in trouble. The guy's like, "You're gonna lose your promotion yeah. and pay for this car out of your fucking pocket." And then like, uh, and then another car gets crushed. Um, yeah, the counter. I mean, it's not even that it. important. Like basically, he, he gets away from city hall by doing this and then if i remember correctly mm-hmm. the next scene is them back they drive the fire truck to this yep. mine like across so, the yeah state. so at this point at the end of the fire truck scene um for background i watched this with my friend my dear friend abigail thorne um just before i had to get the train back home from london and at this point i was like where is the fucking bond movie i need <laughs> to finish this so i can go yeah. home my train is in an hour like I was genuinely yeah, quite yeah. And, and so so they get to the mine and uh in, in in briefest summary they sneak in they basically pull some shenanigans there is 
there, there is there are two things I want to pull out and in getting into the mine. Thing <laughs> one, uh, it, he has Stacy with her, uh, with him. He's she's still wearing high yes. heels, and a, a guy notices. And Bond's line, doing a weird sort of American accent, is it's women's lib. They're taking over the Teamsters. <laughs> okay, it's yeah, quite good. I don't know. But also the other <laughs> thing, the other thing I want to pull out, and we'll come back to this later. Is uh, uh, you'll see why I come back to it as they come in. Uh, Bond isn't wearing a hard hat, and a goon pulls them up on this, and he's like, "Hey, stop!" And you think that they've been they've been made. He like hands Bond a hard hat, and it's like, "You got to wear this. It's a it's a mine. There's you know, you, you have yeah, to wear union regs, man. Yeah, exactly." I, I, appreci- I appreciate the fact that we have OSHA for villains. I think that that yes, that at yes, least so lets me know that yeah. the, the world James Bond inhabits is kind of uh, coterminous with the modern world. And so basically they get into the mine, uh, sneaking in subterfuge. They're able to determine that, uh, that in the plans control room shed that nobody is in, they're able to sneak in and find (laughs) everything revealed, which they just conveniently lock uh, a latch that, uh, they identify the location of all of um, of Zorin's mines, oil fields, etc., and quickly identify yeah. that basically, if he is able to uh, flood them all and then detonate this this device that he's having planted at this moment in the San Andreas Fault, it is going to basically shift the fault and it's going to flood the entirety of uh, Silicon Valley and and the San Francisco yeah. Bay Area oh, with yeah. uh, with ocean water. So. He's he's putting a giant like detonator into a, a cavern filled with bags of anfo, which is great. In, in in destroying Silicon Valley, that will allow him to capture a large share of the microchip markets, just to bring mm. us back to and, and he will get away the plot clean of the movie because it will be like attributed to natural causes. Yeah, and they say that very uh, mm. just straight to and, the and, camera. And, and in, in order to make sure that uh, that nobody is the wiser. Uh, he then initiates a uh, supervillain Nazi brain plan, which is kill everyone involved besides Nazi doctor and his airship pilot. Yes. You're ripping through this plot. Mm-hmm. I have several points I want to pull up. The first one is they put on a Zorin Industries coverall, which I need. Yeah, I um, want one of those one of those really bomber want? jackets with a cool Z on the back. Nice. Um, there is also a moment where as they leave the secret plans shed, <laughs> like... Zorin, Zorin notices that they're in there because they're like, oh, someone's locked the door on the plans shed. We should check out what's yeah. going on in there. <laughs> Why do we open even that have up this? And it's like the two of them and they leave and he just shoots out the window for a bit until he runs out of bullets. At which point he looks at Mayday with such a, fuck on then, expression on his face. He does a great, like, get him. Like, it's yeah. like a, go on then. Um, sorry, sorry. He's no. like, Jesus uh, Christ, you know, what are you guys fucking point, doing? I have written down, fuck, I wish I could get hunted through a mine by lesbians. <laughs> um, yeah, no, fully, uh, fully occurs. Fu- fuck, um, I wish Grace Jones would tear my clothes off. Uh, this is like yeah, yeah, yeah. Climbing through a mine out. shaft, uh, Stacy gets dragged down by Grace Jones, who basically rips her dress mm-hmm. off, and it's just like, yeah, it rules. Yeah. Meanwhile, yes. meanwhile, as as you say, Zoran has activated kill everyone mode, and so he gets Scarpy so cool. now, uh, who has like planted some explosives next to the miners. Um, and th- one of the the, the miners form is like, but Mister Zoran, those men are still in there, and they're they're loyal to you. And Zoran kicks him off of a small rise, and then grabs an Uzi because again, pimp, uh, and just starts starts killing everyone. Um, 
Yeah, just pulling yeah. lays completely. Fires are going this point, at this point, he it's is a, wearing. It's a black day for the guys on Hench. You know, they've gone through a lot. They were in Dr. Noah's radioactive point, room. They were in Goldfinger's Zorin, Asian factory. They went to space with the himbos, and now they're being yeah. shot by Christopher. Zorin is, at this point, wearing a double-breasted blue suit jacket, uh, yeah, white sick. pants, and white boat shoes. And just spraying everybody with an Uzi. It's, and and Scuppin's there as well, helping yeah, out, it's, of course. It's, it's great, it's great. Uh, and then we see his sort of, like, orgiastic thing of violence, and then he just, like, kind of, like, switches back to normal. He's like, right, a point go. that we should make immediately. Yeah, he also, like, sets off the initial blast where it doesn't set off the explosives on the San Andreas fault, but it does flood the entire thing with seawater. Mm-hmm. Which just mm-hmm. effortlessly kills the the two lesbians. They aren't yeah. even. It barely. They barely even yeah. die on screen. They just. Yeah, but but Grace curse. Jones sees yeah. them and sees what's happening, and and then immediately has a change of heart and decides to work with Bond. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Grace Jones is like, F- well, fuck this. Yeah. Yes. Come on. Zorin's, yeah. Zorin's escape plan at this point is to use a, a blimp concealed mm. within a porter cabin. <laughs> Which this man he, has not one but two dirigibles. Second dirigible. Yes. Uh, he he inflates this blimp. Uh, Farrah Fawcett, Stacey Sutton, whatever, gets out, um, and Grace Jones and Bond have to like disarm this bomb, which requires them using the crane to like lift it off of the the, the like sacks of fertilizer. So effectively, uh, bring me to my my favorite joke, my favorite current fact, which is that there are twenty five blimps in the world right now. Oh, that's depressing. So do you know what few, man, and so back do you know what there's not any of. of Grace Jones lesbian bloat bow flex because my god this whole scene <sighs> of her just fucking just yoking shit and just 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 yes, like, yes. basically the mm. makes me want to get into they're it. able to uh to 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 Don't extricate the big detonator device just lift the weights. and put it onto a rail car basically with her mm. upper body strength alone that she just yes. just oh, winches this shit mm-hmm. over and over again, and obviously Roger yes. Moore's not going. I mean, they just sort of implied he's not strong enough to do it. You know, he's like, oh, I'm an no. old man. Yeah, I mean, it's made extremely <laughs> clear. It's explicit. Yeah, but she has to ride on the minecart with the detonator on because she has to hold the yeah, brake. Yeah, because the, the handbrake um, is on. Because fail safe. Yeah, so. You got you to kill. You got to kill some women in this movie. She, she rides on it, and mm-hmm. Roger Moore is like, "Mayday! No, get off that." And she's no. like, I've got to do this. And at this point, I turned to she's like, ah, fuck friend you. of the show, Abigail Thorne, and I said, I would like to... <laughs> what? <laughs> Abby, where did you get it? Uh, I'd that. like to put forward that I am nominating Mayday for a double award of both the Kronstein Rosette and the Goodnight Cross. Mm, I, have, this I movie. have some thoughts on this, but we'll get to it. Mayday, Mayday is exploded. Uh, Bond escapes the mine. And yeah, the uh, rest of the Bond movie happens. Yeah, at this point. Y- yeah, she, yeah. The, the, the other lady, Farrah Fawcett, like crests a hill and is like, James, and I have written down here in my notes, sick of this Farrah Fawcett looking lady, how the fuck do you get ambushed by a blimp? Because yeah, genuine, like a, a, <laughs> a blimp fucking hunts this woman down. <laughs> like, it's shot so well. He sneaks up on her yeah, in a It's flip. shot so well, because she, like, crests the hill outside the mine, and then the blimp also crests the hill. And you're like, lady, there's a fucking entire blimp behind you. Yes. And on the blimp is Zorin fuck, what's his name? Scarpine. And, like, Nazi and the Nazi doctor. Q, they're all in that blimp together. And they're hanging out and just, like, toasting champagne, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she she gets kidnapped by a blimp. Bond jumps yep, yep, onto yep, yep. one of the mooring ropes, 
And then we have Roger essentially Moore the end. <laughs> <laughs> we we get the end of Octopussy, if you remember that, uh, where Bond is on like the outside of an aircraft, and there's a woman who's been kidnapped on the inside of an aircraft, and they're trying to throw him off the aircraft. It's the same deal, exact same deal, except they ram the blimp into the Golden Gate Bridge, and Zoran tries to kill Bond with a fire axe, is thrown to his death. He laughs. He get he gets like stuck on the edge of it, and he's, he's like, like slipping. I'm the damn joke. He's, he's funny for me, actually. He's like laughing to himself, like ah, there's no way. It's like this is not this is not gonna kill me. Uh, it's like, <laughs> you can't kill me like that. I can't go out. I've got a Nazi super brain, <laughs> and then he falls and dies. Watch watch the fanboy uh, <laughs> slim music video for Weapon of Choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or Christopher Walken content. Yeah. Yeah, just as I mean, I've written here the entire final scene is fucking cinema because mm. it's just James Bond mm. on the court. <laughs> yeah, it, it, a bl- blimp <laughs> explosion. The Nazi explodes the blimp. The Nazi scientist, Nazi Q, is like, oh no, my son that I created through Nazi experiments has fucking fallen off the bridge <laughs> and died. What should I do in this scenario? Get a fucking bundle of tea from the safe just... of dynamite that we keep on this blimp <laughs> the, yeah. dynamite yeah. safe. <laughs> the dynamite humidor he pull, he picks it up and he just like falls over and him and Scuppy are like get the fucking dynamite out and it just doesn't both of them are just like it's genuinely like a too many cook situation they're both just trying to snatch it off each other and then it explodes and it kills them both and I'm like yeah. cool fantastic and, and at this point at this point I got distracted and started writing things down about how it's interesting how like the foreign power of the villain is always intelligence and that Bond is like positioned inherently against intelligence and then the movie ends because um Mm-hmm. Well, it sounds happen. like some serious analysis. Bond, yeah, Bond does, however, Bond do does receive yes. the Order of Lenin. <laughs> yeah, he fucking the, does. The first non-Soviet <gasps> citizen to receive the Order of Lenin, Gogol. They let Gogol into M's office. Gogol straight up awards the Order of Lenin to Roger Moore's Bond as a bit. Yes, <laughs> he does it entirely so that he can fucking Set deliver a, a line. line. Yes, because because they're like. <laughs> M is like, well, I would have thought you would have you would have appreciated the destruction of Silicon Valley. And Gogol goes, oh, where would Russian research be without it? He, he did that just to set up that line. <laughs> he genuinely gave the first non-Soviet order of Lenin <laughs> so that he could do a line. I love Gogol <laughs> so much, man. Beautiful. He's so, so good. Uh, of course, Bond now has to be having sex, and he has to be having sex with Stacy. Q drives the little fucking Sony Ibo spy dog into her house in order to confirm this and he sees them in the shower and the very last thing that Roger Moore does as James Bond, the last line, if you like, that he has I have as a drop entitled weird noise thank you, thank you I'm so glad you noticed it because I was going to say that (laughs) last thing he does in the role is they're in the shower, they're fucking and he goes, <laughs> Yes! Yes! <laughs> I heard that too! It's in I, too. I was it's just like, just... is that the homophobic no? It's like Ooh. genuinely. She's like, oh, James. <laughs> He's like, Ooh. <laughs> like, like I said, it seemed like an aftertouch voiceover thing just so you knew that like He's there too, but he's also on camera, so you don't really need that. No, it's just he genuinely sounds like a carry-on character. It's so good. 
The funniest part about this is that it cuts immediately from Ooh. directly into Duran Duran. Like, the, 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 <laughs> the next that sound you hear kiss is, is all we need. Is the synths from View to a Kill. And that is the fucking movie. That is Roger Moore's tenure and, as James Bond served. R.I.P. to a real yeah, one. Genuinely pouring one out for our boy Roger Moore. Uh, Moore. Gone too soon. Um, so genuinely something I, I didn't bring up because where do you talk about a light motif in the, the process of a Kill James Bond episode? Mm. But there's consistently the sort of tune of the View to a Kill Duran Duran song played in like sensitive mm. bits. It's like quite a sensual scene and it's just like... It's right. good. I I really right. like the way that the music in this movie is. I, I did notice that there's sort of like a flute um, version of of you to a kill being played. Yeah, it's like a genuinely quite cute yeah, little. Yeah, mm. kind of kind of played as a refrain throughout it. And yeah, like yeah. This this movie this movie is kind of it's kind of insubstantial on the one hand. It's like you, we, we crashed Goldfinger and um uh Moonraker mm. together, and this is the result. But like yeah, ultimately, it is the Bond. I think the first hour is great. Walken. I, does a fantastic job in this is the other thing. Uh, Genuinely, you could pull about half an hour to 45 minutes out of this movie mm-hmm. and it would be not only a better film, but it would flow better, it would yeah. be fun, like it would be a good movie. We, we, don't, just we don't have to rely on subjective judgments on this podcast. You're right. You're no, right. we don't. Because we have an objective, science-based categorization yes. system uh, because proven like, to be like scientific. Max Zorin, we are on the computer, and on the computer we have <laughs> developed a four-point rating scale we call the SCUM scale for yeah. SMUM, cultural insensitivity, unprovoked violence, and misogyny. And so, these scales go to seven unless we want them to be higher. Yes, yes. So, yeah. They're all being like projected onto our eyes now as we're That's typing. Right. Numbers are coming yes. up. Je- we're all like sixteen bits he- versions of our heads are rotating around. Before we get into this, I want to be clear here. I genuinely think this movie is going to be extremely low on all yeah. of these. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm it's worried. So, what do we think in terms well, of smart? It's pretty low, mostly because he's too old to yeah, be. Yeah, he smart. makes a couple of like, one-liners and stuff like that. But like, it's to, for, basing it off what you guys have all talked about on, and like the, the clips you've pulled in previous episodes. It doesn't seem anywhere near as bad. No, it really it doesn't stand up to early Roger Moore. It's not even really a Bond movie, is yeah. the thing. <laughs> it doesn't like it yeah. doesn't feel like a sort of meaningful addition to the to the franchise. So it's like uh, y- him and Zorin are about equal. Yeah. For Honestly, Smart. it's more of a Zorin movie. Yeah, than a Bond it really film. is. I, I heard yeah. that this film actually wasn't super well received at the time because Christopher Walken was just kind of came across as a psycho and you know shooting up people and stuff uh, but it's weird because i think he i think that's he, sort yeah of but it's weird like i think people wanted more yeah. camp than that and and as such like it just i don't think uh. it was that well received and it's funny to me because i think more actually kind of pulls it off because he's obviously so old that like okay the stunts notwithstanding there's a certain kind of like almost elder statesman vibe because like he can't be yeah. the super physical mm. like super sexy guy. like he's just he's sort of trading on the like accent and spy powers to get into bed with women and the whole that's kind of the way that bond movies are oriented that like you said as soon as he walks in every no matter what his age he's the sexiest age a man can be that's just like the logic mm. of the oh, universe 100%. but i i just i didn't find it that smarmy i mean i the the one-liners like, that's kind of par for the course but i mean 
I, I didn't groan. I could, I could go really low yeah, here. Yeah. I didn't groan anywhere near as much as I thought I would. Yeah. Go on. I'd, I'd go yeah, one, genuinely, yeah. I would go extremely low okay. on this one. Um, and the thing about cultural culture, insensitivity, like, there's basically nothing. There's a couple mm. of lines regarding May Day where, and it's not even Bond who says mm. it. No. Uh, where it's sort of implied, like, wow, she's freakishly strong. It must be because she's black, that kind of a thing. But it yeah. genuinely, like, not, it, you'd have mm. to read that into it. It's not. Yeah, there's explicit. not. It, it, it's yeah. a far cry from, like, the explicit stuff of even just, like, two movies. Yeah. Ago. Oh, I, don't, truly, I would also truly. say, too, that there's an extent to which she yeah. is a character. It feels like it's less, look at this freak, and it's more just sort of like, look at Grace Jones. Yeah. Like, the fact that she's Grace Jones, like, in a way, yeah. they like, the script almost has a certain. Gravitas for her character that it probably wouldn't afford no, if she, she was yeah, just she's good. a random henchman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I will say yeah. there's a little bit of mm-hmm. um what 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 was the it, it was Pan Ho is the name of the uh the other lesbian henchwoman. Yeah. Why is she always in what looks like she's always wearing a chongsam yeah. or a kimono? That's yeah. a little yeah. a little like I said, but that's mm-hmm. but that's that's even like kind of minor gripes, all things considered. There's, yeah, it's like my minor thing is like at, at Zorin's party, they they try and do the thing of like, oh, this is like rich and powerful people from all over the world. So that like the you know there's a there's a guy in like Arab robes. There's like and it's like kind of like. Well, they're trying in the sort of like yeah. sort of way, and that like it's diverse. We put a black person in this, and it's like you know, uh, there's a couple of like yeah, I mean sort of Chinese people in there too. Yeah, I was gonna say the CIA agent, Agent Lee. Uh, I mean, obviously, like he. Yeah, he exactly. Well, that that wasn't what I meant. I meant there's a couple of Chinese people in attendance. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, party. I was just thinking too that like there's. I mean, he is at least a character, even if he's like so disposed of as a character that he doesn't. He yeah. doesn't even get an on-screen death. Um. But mm-hmm. but I I didn't find it to be I mean and maybe also because of the fact that the the places where this film takes place are a little bit of an interlude in Russia England France and America as opposed to yeah. jetting off to some exotic Bond goes to like yeah, yeah the Caribbean exactly. yeah. And, and treats everybody like a satrap. Did Diane Feinstein save this movie from being racist? <laughs> <laughs> That's a hell of a fucking uh, theory to put forward. But I would I say I would say ask her, but she absolutely scene. does not remember. <laughs> hey, do you remember View to a Kill, Diane? And she's like, yeah, I'm gonna conf- got some in- incredible dick from Roger Moore. <laughs> Cultural insensitivity. I could go like one here, I think. Yeah. Go like a so. one. Unprovoked, Unprovoked violence? He doesn't even like really kill It's on anything. the part of Bond only, right? It's slow again. It's on, it's, it's on the part <laughs> yeah, of Bond yeah. only, right? Because obviously like, yes. like Zorin killing yes. all of his henchmen is pretty high up there, but like that's Zorin, that's not Bond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think Bond even like kills him. He like shoots oh, a couple yeah. of people with rods. Like, it's like unprovoked violence that the movie yeah. condones. Really, I guess is the vibe. No. I mean, I would say I would Bond give specific. it a two and not a one if the debate was giving it a one because, like, I think that the extent to which the sort of dispatch all my henchmen scene is is kind of an to my eyes kind of an aberration for this phase of Bond films. It's certainly mm. one of the more violent things to mm. happen in a film. But in terms of what Bond himself does, oh, like I don't like you said, if he kills anybody, it's it's happenstance. Like he shoots all the guys with a rock salt gun, and like they're just like, oh my leg, like you know, it's not. It, it, they live, yeah, exactly. They live. More, more friendly yeah, I mean, guys just get leave. killed than <laughs> get henchmen. Shot with a rock salt gun and turn into Michael York. <laughs> How my oh, leg? My leg. <laughs> oh. You don't have to be shot with a rock salt gun. Live. You can live. Suck you off back to hell. 
Unspoiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I could go two for this, I think. Unless Uh-oh. there's something I'm badly, okay. badly missing. No. Uh-oh. This, I'm really worried now. I'm getting really I'm worried. I'm starting to become genuinely quite I mean, threatened by this. Misogyny. Mm. I do want to give it yeah. some points because of, um, of some misogyny the absolute that smashing the pussy smashing clock the pussy record. Clock record. Uh, you, you gotta, like, uh, your punishment for being an evil woman is death, even if you, like, repent. Uh, you kill a couple of lesbians just, like, off-screen. Is like that's pretty bad. I think. Sneaking into a woman's bedroom to do non shit. The comment about uh, yeah. the comment about women's lib. <laughs> Michael York. It's uh, <laughs> ah, women's lib. Yes, so I think I think yeah. in this case the lowest I would go is a three, but I could accept higher. I could go. F- I could go four, just because. Like I yeah. I I I think the way that they kill off Jenny Flex and Panho. I think that's a four for me. I listen to women, so I'm out of this. No, I don't think it's as high as Diamonds Are Forever, which was a four, or on Her Majesty's Secret Service, which is mm. also a four. I think it's got to be like max three. Uh, you argue me down, but only because I remember the like girl noises from On Her Majesty's. Secret <laughs> Although Service. to be fair, there are some girl noises in this, like when they're es- es- escaping the, the 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 planning lodge, uh, and the planning shack, and it's sort of like don't be caught. She goes out the window, and she just goes. Ah! Like going out the window, and it's just sort of like, well, yeah, because girls got to make noise when they're scared, right? Like that's how it works. So yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I could take a three. Yeah, I'll, I'll concede a three here, which is gonna make isn't, this frightening. Isn't that good like a six this. then total? Oh my god, dude! The score is double oh seven. Cut our mics. Cut which, all of our mics. Duh. Close the episode. Which, this is the lost which Kill James makes Bond this... episode. This will never go to print. <laughs> Which no, it makes doesn't. this <laughs> the <best>. No, <laughs> not no. no it we have it by one point. It no. is. George. It's one point better than George Lace It be. It's it's one point better than for your eyes only, which was like the time Lace and B. This is the best Bond film we have seen so far. Here's my argument then. I think that we have unnecessarily tilted the scale towards Sean Connery. Is that mm. when we were choosing what we were going to measure, it was much more sixty. We are going to need some baseball nerds to like r- do do like adjusted scum values for like over we, time. The science-based to- system is the science-based system, and like science evolves. But we have to account for inflation towards yeah. twenty twenty-one levels. We're, we're, of we're basically going to become the Bob Nacnamara of Bond movies. We're just arguing <laughs> that actually the I'm numbers are right. I'm immediately becoming a. F- <laughs> becoming yeah. a view to a kill scum spectrum truther. No fucking honest, way. I I support this. I support this. I think um I had a lot of fun with this film. I think it is about twenty minutes too long and it could have been cut mm. and it meanders. But genuinely I think the first hour is like brilliant. No, I did actually really well, like this movie. We, which brings us to our second yeah, thing that we do, which is thing. I've put forward that I want May Day to receive both the Good Night Cross and the Constantine Rosette. I understand there to be some disagreement regarding now, this. Now, my, my disagreement is solely on uh, the, the Constantine Rosette, because I would submit that the guy who goes above and beyond the Call of Duty, the guy who, like, You say Scarpine, I'm gonna go apeshit. He cares. It's not Scarpine. It's okay, the guy at the mine who makes Bond wear a hard hat. It's <laughs> Shut the up! No. We have seen someone care oh, about occupational health and safety in this the workplace. This is bullshit. You know I am right. It's the hard hat guy. Doesn't even get a name. How is that get a going to possibly line. be put into our scripts? How does that fit on the Wikipedia page? Hard hat guy? <laughs> yes. yes. Fine. Hard hat guy. That's Fine. who it is. Give him one. 
<laughs> Fine. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. All right, good night, go, Cross. He goes above and beyond the quality. Fine, fine. Cronstein Rosette to Hard Hat Guy. Thank you. No, why can't he have the good night, Cross? <laughs> because he's not a, he's he's not not a, a good, good guy. guy. He's a henchman. He is evil. He just, he services to villainy, he's, but no, Don't make that. Fine. Yeah, he's... No, okay, fine. Fine. Good, good night, Cross, then. Who on the side of it's gotta be it's Gogol. It's Gogol, right? The first, the first <sighs> underappreciated the good first characters. Soviet citizen to be awarded the I don't order think he's of... underappreciated. I would say if you're gonna argue for someone who isn't Mayday and it doesn't make sense to give her the good night in absentia of the Kronstein, sure. I would say Godfrey Tibbet. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's gotta be Godfrey Tibbet. It is. It's Godfrey Tibbet. Yeah, R.I.P. I was actually genuinely sad when he died because he like he took a lot of shit from Bond and also like did some investigating on his own. And, so and he pe- there's a great him. bit where, as we we sort of mentioned this earlier, he has to go past mm-hmm. three horse stalls to infiltrate a thing, and he pets each and every one of those <laughs> he horses. Physically he physically cannot not past. pet those horses. That's and good night cross material. That's Fair enough. Cross. Yeah. Well. So what are we doing next time, Alice? The era of Roger Moore is over, and the Moore era of Timothy Dalton it looms, begins. It looms. And so, well, first of all, we have to do our next Q&A, which we do to close out uh, individual mm-hmm. bonds. But after we that, don't. we don't? Yeah. Well, we're not closing out individual bonds. It has worked out quite well, but we do it every fifth bonus. We're accidentally closing out individual yeah. bonds. Three but for three, whatever. What looms, what looms over us? Is t- Timothy Dalton, <laughs> The Living Daylights, this film is dedicated to the Mujahideen fighters of Afghanistan. Now, my understanding is that there's been oh, nothing significant word. in the news regarding them, so let's just... <laughs> it's going... Yeah. Yeah, let's... Hmm. Well, I've been reading this big book of American history of the 20th century, and I've only gotten up to, like, the late 70s. Uh, so as I understand it, the Taliban are the good guys, and they're on our side, and we're supposed right. to support yeah, no, them in their fight against Warrior the Soviet Union. His, uh, army on the road to peace, absolutely. That's right. Um, but also... Nathan. Where can the people find you? Well, I am. I produce this show. I produce Trash Future, uh, Hell of a Way to Die, Line Slip by Donkeys, and um, maybe more projects down the line. Who even knows? Um, but if yeah, if you want to hear me talk about the military and veteran stuff from a left leftist perspective, then you listen to Hell of a Way to Die. And if you like podcasts about what happens if you come in space, listen mm-hmm. to Trash Future. And if you want to hear my friend Joe Kasabian talk about uh, military military defeats and blunders from what you might describe as a left wing anarchist perspective, then listen to Lions Led by Donkeys. Emphatically not led by donkeys, the British centrist organization. Although people constantly at him on Twitter thinking that that's what it is. Um, and then yeah, uh, everything else just just a. Follow- on Twitter, Twitter at in these, at in yep, these I'm just a guy. I'm just a, a random guy. I'm just a small boy. I'm a birthday boy. Right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's just a birthday you, boy. You should follow Nate on, yeah, on Twitter Nate because on- Nate is one of the most devoting devastating Twitter samurais <laughs> there is. Like, do not cross Nate on Twitter because he will fucking annihilate you. such a beautiful you. way with Thank words. you. You're very um, kind. I was going to ask that since I've, I've been looking forward to this for a while, if we could close out this episode on one of my favorite bits which is, can we just do the birthday boy bit and close it out? As in, I'm just a little boy. I'm a boy. I'm a small boy. I'm just a boy. You wasn't hit like a birthday boy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm still furious about that. 
scum spectrum score but um there you go i suppose we see him out at the best of times thank you for listening to another episode of kill james bond tune in in two weeks time for the living daylights our first appearance of the prodigal bond son that is timothy dalton um, and I've watched the movie and I've got to be honest with you I don't like it so tune in <laughs> but if that is simply too long for you to wait you can head on down to patreon.com kill James Bond and sign up to listen to at this point 14 bonus episodes that's 14 hours minimum of content for you right now for just a dang Fiverr. Insane. The next bonus episode will be uh, our third listener Q&A. But, speaking of our beautiful patrons, we would be nothing without our £15 and above patrons, and they are Paint McCarla, Jack Holmes, George Rohak, Holiday, Amanda Rogda, Sol, British Pterodactyl, Thomas Oberhart, Nikki, Mira Raymond, Carolyn Tankersley, Benno Rice, Amber DeGrazia, Jay Martindale, Jack Bushel, Pete Snorrison, Kentucky Fried Commie, Mothman, Field Commissar, Jen Jen, Big Titty Goth Girl, Larry Kins, Trip, Top O, Timothy Pajorni, Elizabeth Fox, Zoe Shepard, Jonas Romberger, David Wickramarat, the Raoul Leal, Richard Drum, James Knappman, Robbie Morgan, Josh Simmons, Kin United 2, Alfredo, and Millie. It's a pretty healthy Patreon, I'll be honest. <laughs> Although, to be fair, have you seen the end of Abby's videos where it lists all of her fucking patrons? It's just like eight minutes long per time. Um, regardless. This has been Kill James Bond, starring Devon and two others. Our podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky. <laughs> oh, this one's unusable. And yet, I won't be recording a second. Our podcast art is by Maddie Lubchansky. Our website is by Tom Allen. And our producer and guest is Nate Pathé. See ya.